Good morning. Good morning. And welcome on this dreary Veterans Day Sunday. Uh, before we begin this morning, just a reminder that when you walked in, you should have received a sheet of paper with our readings and psalm on it and the list of the hymns. And at the end of the pew by the main aisle, you'll find our worship booklet. And this is a slight variation as we are now moving into a different phase. We hope to produce a service booklet or worship booklet once per liturgical season that will remain here and then have the uh, sheet with the readings on it each week. So I do ask that you leave the worship booklet behind but take the readings with you. Also, um, for those who've come in, uh, as you noticed, we had a little bit of excitement here this morning. There was a significant car crash out by the corner. By the grace of God, it appears nobody was seriously injured, and so we're thankful for that, and uh, we ask your prayers for those who were involved in the accident, that there may be no injuries uh, down the road. So with that, I do invite everyone to stand and join in singing hymn 632. our worship booklets or on page 355 for those who wish to follow in the prayer book. Blessed be God, 
Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and blessed be his kingdom now and forever. Amen. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord. Amen. pray. Blessed Lord, who caused all holy scriptures to be written for our learning, grant us so to hear them, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them, that we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life, which you have given us in our Savior Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated for the readings. A reading from the book of Isaiah. I am about to create new heavens and a new earth. The former things shall not be remembered or come to mind, but be glad and rejoice forever in what I am creating for I am about to create Jerusalem as a joy and its people as a delight. I will rejoice in Jerusalem and delight in my people. No more shall the sound of weeping be heard in it or the cry of distress. No more shall there be in it an infant that lives but a few days or an old person who does not live out a lifetime. For one who dies at a 100 years will be considered a youth and one who falls short of a 100 will be considered accursed. They shall be houses, they shall build houses and inhabit them. 
They shall plant vineyards and eat their fruit. They shall not build and another inhabit. They shall not plant and another eat. For like the days of a tree shall the days of my people be, and my chosen shall long enjoy the work of their hands. They shall not labor in vain or bear children for calamity, for they shall be offspring blessed by the Lord and their descendants as well. Before they call, I will answer. When they are yet speaking, I will hear. The wolf and the lamb shall feed together. The lion shall eat straw like the ox, but the serpent, its food shall be dust. They shall not hurt or destroy on all my holy mountain, says the Lord. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. This morning, our lectionary assigns a canticle as opposed to a psalm or our psalter, and that is found on page, or hymn, as hymn 678 in the Blue Hymnal. All are invited to join in. from the second letter of Paul to the Thessalonians. Now we command you, beloved, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, to keep away from believers who are living in idleness and not according to the tradition that they received from us. For you yourselves know how you ought to imitate us. We were not idle when we were with you, and we did not eat anyone's bread without paying for it. But with toil and labor, we worked night and day so that we might not burden any of you. This was not because we do not have that right, but in order to give you an example to imitate. For even when we were with you, we gave you this command. Anyone unwilling to work should not eat. For we hear that some of you are living in idleness, mere busybodies, not doing any work. 
Now such persons we command and exhort in the Lord Jesus Christ to do their work quietly and to earn their own living. Brothers and sisters, do not be weary in doing what is right. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our sequence or gospel hymn is hymn 592. We'll sing the first three verses prior to the reading of the gospel, the fourth verse after. I invite everyone to please stand and join in singing hymn 592 found in our blue hymnals. gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord Christ. When some were speaking about the temple, how it was adorned with beautiful stones and gifts dedicated to God, Jesus said, as for these things that you see, the days will come when not one stone will be left upon another. All will be thrown down. They asked him, Teacher, when will all this be? And what will be the sign that this is about to take place? And he said, Beware that you are not led astray. For many will come in my name and say, I am he, and the time is near. Do not go after them. When you hear of wars and insurrections, do not be terrified, for these things must take place first. But the end will not follow immediately. Then he said to them, Nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. There will be great earthquakes, and in various places famines and plagues. And there will be dreadful portents and great signs from heaven. But before all this occurs, they will arrest you and persecute you. They will hand you over to synagogues and prisons, and you will be brought before kings and governors because of my name. This will give you an opportunity to testify. So make up your minds not to prepare your defense in advance, for I will give you words and a wisdom that none of your opponents will be able to withstand or contradict. 
you will be betrayed even by parents and brothers by relatives and friends and they will put some of you to death you will be hated by all because of my name but not a hair of your head will perish by your endurance you will gain your souls the gospel of the lord praise to you lord christ Please pray with me. Lord Jesus Christ, set our eyes upon eternity. Set our hearts aflame with gratitude. Set our souls in you. Amen. Please be seated. This might not come as a shock to those of you who know me a little better than others, but I've never been much of a sports guy. As for baseball, I was the kid picking grass in the right, out in right field. And throughout my basketball career, you know, if we can call it that, I was passed the ball one singular time. And it was such a shock to everyone who saw it that I had to stop dribbling down the court just to see what everyone was cheering about. But of course, then when I started to dribble onto glory was penalized for a double dribble. So that was about the apex of my sportsmanship. However, being bad at sports really offered me the opportunity to receive many a pep talk from coaches and parents and peers and so I think I'm a fairly good judge of what constitutes a good pep talk. And I love Jesus a lot, but if, we, if what we just heard in the Gospel of Luke was supposed to be an effective pep talk for his followers, I do not envision those followers then on the receiving end of it suddenly running out of the temple filled with new sense of energy and resolve, just like, like a sports team charging into the second half of a really important game. I mean, how excited and energized were you in hearing that? That the world's going to come to a fiery end and persecution would abound, but everything will be fine. Not a hair on your head will be burnt. Well, good, bad, or otherwise, pep talks are important from time to time, aren't they? We need them to help us refocus, to regain perspective, to remember ourselves collectively and individually. And this is Stewardship Sunday, so we're going to get yet another pep talk today, and specifically, we're going to talk about money. In Love It or Hate It, it's an important pep talk. It's a time to remember the necessities that make possible our common life together. And our stewardship chair, Bob, will get into some of the specifics with you. But in the meantime, I'm wondering if we might still be able to ring out a little bit more of today's gospel by way of Jesus' confusing pep talk. 
What does this apocalyptic language have to do with giving, might we think? Well, it turns out it might have a lot to do with giving, because you see, today's passage, right before it, is situated a well-known story of the widow and her two coins. If it's not so well-known that you need a refresher, here's a quick one. Jesus looked up and saw rich people putting their gifts into the treasury. He also saw a poor widow put in two small copper coins. He said, truly I tell you, this poor widow has put more in than all of them. For all of them have contributed out of their abundance, but she out of her poverty has put in all she has to live on. Would have been a more fitting stewardship Sunday passage, perhaps. However, this is the encounter that prompts Jesus to evoke up his weird pep talk today. It's in seeing the woman and her two coins that he goes on to say what we heard this morning. Both scenes are set in the temple. And so I think Jesus is taking the opportunity to to tell us perhaps something a bit more comprehensive about giving. The widow, of course, exemplifies that giving generously to the temple is virtuous. Jesus says it, and so we would consider that a Christian virtue. That's fairly clear. But then in the next turn, Jesus says that that same temple, not one stone will be left upon another. All will be thrown down. So Jesus, what are we supposed to do? Give generously in this temporal life? or realistically live with a loose grip, knowing that eventually all of this is going to fade and somehow know that our endurance with that is going to be the key to our salvation. Well, typically my favorite response to multiple choice questions is yes. And I wonder if the pairing of these two stories, these two ideas, is actually inviting us to consider that how we give, our attitude, our posture toward giving, is at least as important to Jesus as what we give. Because when we're being honest, the capital G-O-D, God of the universe, doesn't actually need our money. And yet, we are consistently and clearly instructed to give back of our money to God. And that means that giving, at least as far as Jesus was concerned, isn't a transaction. Someone else, something else needs to power this behavior, ideally. Something else needs to prompt our generosity, ideally. And God, being a brilliant designer in all of this, knew that there would be an opportunity for transformation within this conundrum. Gratitude, or at least the broader concept of gratitude, has made a real comeback in popular culture the past few decades, and there is not a bad thing to do with that. And what most who study and write about gratitude remind us often is that gratitude is, if anything, a practice. We have to practice it. It's like a muscle that needs exercising. It's a skill that needs practice. It's more than just an emotion. 
real deeply seated gratitude, the kind of gratefulness that goes beyond words, that can take your breath away, that brings a tear to your eye, it is the most brilliantly, one of the most brilliantly designed aspects of our createdness. God knew what God was doing when this feature was wired in, because real gratitude demands a response. We can't help ourselves but to reply to our gratitude. And that's something that we have to do with our gratitude, gift for gift, but in some holy way, not a transaction. So perhaps better said, free gift for free gift. God asks for our giving from a place of gratitude because gratitude only builds upon itself. It's good for us and for our communities. Blessing for blessing, gift for gift, a chain reaction of giving back to God that which ultimately always comes from God. And so, my dear friends in Christ, this wouldn't be a good pep talk without a challenge. And here's mine for you today. In considering what you will give to St. Peter's this year, before you put pen to paper, I challenge you to consider what it is that is powering your giving. Is it deeply seated gratitude? Is it maybe a sense of obligation? Or even maybe a feeling of transaction? Whatever it is, be honest with God about that. God can handle it. I pray that you will give generously, of course, but I mostly pray that you will relish in the warmth and the generative power of your own gratitude. And Jesus will help you work out the rest. Amen. Please stand and join me in affirming our faith with the words of the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit, he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son, he is worshiped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy, Catholic, and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. <clears throat> 
I ask your prayers for God's people throughout the world. For Michael, our presiding bishop, and Nicholas, our bishop. For this gathering and for all ministers and people. Pray for the church. I ask your prayers for peace, for goodwill among nations, and for the well-being of all people. Pray for justice and peace. I ask your prayers for the poor, the sick, the hungry, the oppressed, and those in prison. Pray for those in any need or trouble. I ask your prayers for all who seek God or a deeper knowledge of him. Pray that they may find and be found by him. I ask your prayers for the departed, especially Wayne Kettlety and Mary Costello. Pray for those who have died. In our parish cycle of prayer, I ask your prayers for Matthew, Roxanne, Madeline, and Helena Melchiori, John, Linda, Alex, David, and Ian Menzies, and David Mitchell. In our diocesan cycle of prayer, I ask your prayers for St. Elizabeth's Hope Valley. Praise God for those in every generation in whom Christ has been honored. Pray that we may have grace to glorify Christ in our own day. I ask for your continued prayers for the people in Ukraine. We ask God that we may find peace, not just in Ukraine, but among all people. Let us give thanks that yet another election cycle has come to an end, and there continues to be peace throughout this nation. Let us give thanks that those involved in the car accident out front this morning, that none were seriously injured. Almighty and eternal God, ruler of all things in heaven and earth, mercifully accept the prayers of your people and strengthen us to do your will through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name 
Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on you. Forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ. Strengthen you in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Amen. I invite everyone to please stand. The peace of the Lord be always with you. Let us greet one another with a sign of Christ's love for us. Peace. You. <laughs> you guys are doing great. I'm proud of you. Peace, sir. I invite everyone to please be seated. We have several announcements this morning. Um, some big and some small, so I'm going to kind of go through because I have a list of announcers. So why don't I start with Shelley to talk about the Thanksgiving market. Also, we have a visitor today from Yale Divinity School, Jenny Davis. She is one of the directors of the fieldwork program. I've asked her to talk about the program, which is one of the reasons we have Drake with us. So Jenny, please welcome. And a final note, just a reminder, our Bible studies will be meeting this week at noon on Wednesday, and then at 7 on Thursday. And Father Rafino's discussion group is Saturday at 11. Next week, we will be hosting our friends from Congregation Beth David and Rabbi Adler will be preaching. It'll be a lovely service of Thanksgiving. Uh, the service will take the form of morning prayer as to be somewhat more hospitable to our Jewish brothers and sisters who'll be joining us for worship. At this point, Emily is signed up um, to do coffee hour, but since there's a few extra people, it's a little bit more complex. If there's anyone else who might be willing to add to the bounty, um, Emily, can you kind of raise your hand in the back? Please let Emily know. She'd love your help. So, uh, <laughs> and finally, for our visitors this morning, if you look in the pew rack, you will see a visitor's card. It might be behind some music, but there's a visitor's card. Please take a moment, fill that out, and make that part of your offering this morning. Uh, we will abide by whatever you check off on the back, so don't worry, you will not be added to 35,000 different email lists unless you request to do so, like we all do, right? So on that note, walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us in offering and sacrifice to God.
the Lord be with you, and also with you. Lift up your hearts, we lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. is right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. For you are the source of light and life. You made us in your image and called us to new life in Jesus Christ our Lord. Therefore, we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, who forever sing this hymn to proclaim the glory of your name. love you made us for yourself and when we had fallen into sin and become subject to evil and death you in your mercy sent Jesus Christ your only and eternal son to share our human nature to live and die as one of us to reconcile us to you the God and Father of all he stretched out his arms upon the cross and offered himself in obedience to your will, a perfect sacrifice for the whole world. <clears throat> On the night he was handed over to suffering and death, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread. And when he'd given thanks to you, he broke it, gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup of wine, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Therefore, we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. We celebrate the memorial of our redemption, O Father, in this sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving, recalling his death, 
resurrection, and ascension, we offer you these gifts. Sanctify them by your Holy Spirit to be for your people the body and blood of your Son, the holy food and drink of new and unending life in him. Sanctify us also that we may faithfully receive this holy sacrament and serve you in unity, constancy, and peace. And at the last day, bring us with all your saints into the joy of your eternal kingdom. All this we ask for your Son, Jesus Christ, by him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit. All honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Now, as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Alleluia! Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast. Alleluia! The gifts of God for the people of God. Take them in remembrance that Christ died for you. And feed on him in your hearts by faith with
to God. And a reminder, thank you to Janessa Kent. There is a wonderful coffee hour available to us in the parish hall just to the left. 